0: Hi, my loves. Icebreaker time. Would you rather work a nine to five job that pays well, but you absolutely hate knowing you could never pursue your passions or quit your job to pursue what you're truly passionate about, not knowing if you'll succeed or not? On the show, take it from the podcast for you and me with your host, M. These are just the tip of the iceberg questions that help us get to know the co-host for that episode while allowing a safe environment for them to talk about things that don't always make us live laugh love. Along the way, we'll break out the liquid courage and get deep while having our fair share of laughs throughout the process. Now sit back and enjoy the segment and don't be surprised by who or what kind of advice you'll take from today. The episode you're about to hear may include sensitive material that may be triggering if you or a loved one have dealt with domestic violence. If you or someone close to you are experiencing any of the characteristics portrayed in this episode, please reach out to the domestic violence hotline at 800-799-7233. So the last thing you had said that, you know, you were in his room.
1: Right. So I was in his room and I was like, you know what, like I'm definitely not feeling this. So I was like, I'm gonna leave, like, I'm gonna go home. Um, because I just didn't want the same thing, like my phone or any of that to happen, right? So it's like, I'm gonna leave. And oh my goodness, like, I've never looked into like somebody's eyes and like just seen the devil, but oh, wow. I literally, yeah, like I saw the devil, like, he was like on top of me and like. Force holding my wrist, like telling me, like, no, you're not gonna fucking leave. You're not gonna fucking leave. And I finally, like, was able to, like, kind of get myself off of, like, the bed that he was, like, holding me onto. And I was like, no, like, I'm gonna leave. And so, like, I was, like, at the door, opening the door, and he took my keys and, <laughs> and threw them, like, um, so he, in the backyard, he has, like, just kind of, like, a little, I guess, scenery, like a pool. Mm-hmm. And then, like, the um, like rock wall and so like he threw it at the the rock wall and I like went to go pick it up and then I just like completely felt like my whole body like being thrown into like the that rock wall and yeah and I was like holy shit like what what like I was like what is happening and then anyways like I'm um you know he has me against the the walk, the rock wall now mm-hmm. and um I was just like I was like let me go like let me go like what are you doing like let me go and he's like you want to fucking go and he just like uh, basically like picked me up we and like basically like chucked me into like my car like like carried me to my car. Cause like my car was like right there parked on like the side like the sidewalk kind of like, yeah. not the sidewalk, but like, um, like the curb to the sidewalk yeah. and like, mm-hmm. you know, like threw me in the car, like basically like, um, he, he, the passenger side door, like he closed, like slammed the door on my foot. <gasps> um, yeah. And I was shoeless mind you, I had already taken like my heels off and so like that hurt right <laughs> so yeah. he got into my car at the time i had um, a genesis my grandparents had bought me it um, for you know graduation and so anyways like i had a genesis and i just remember like him speeding off like from his house and we were like at this like intersection we got to like this intersection and i was like scared for my life i was like he's going to fucking crash like i'm going to die and um I, we were at like this intersection show. I was just like, I'm just gonna fucking get out and run. And I opened the door and just fucking ran. And like my shoes were off. And like I was like, and and mind you, it's probably like what the bars close at two. So it's like probably like a little like after two, like 2:30, two maybe 240. Mm-hmm. And you know, at night. And so like there's very few cars out. And I'm like trying to flag people down because he's like sitting there like just watching me like in the car. And like um I'm like trying to flag people down and um nobody's stopping <laughs> oh, because wow. like who, who's gonna stop though? Like really, like if you think about it, it's like who's gonna stop? So I finally like flagged someone down and like, was like, can I please like use your phone? Can I please use your phone? And they're like, yes, like what's going on? And like, they had fully like pulled over, rolled down the window. And I was like, just telling them like, he's crazy and like crying and like telling them like, please help me. And he like, he, he, the guy like handed me his phone and like, I'm trying to call like my grandparents. And of course like it's so early in the morning nobody's picking up like they didn't pick up and I just remember like him coming behind me picking me up like from like they literally watched him like pick me up and just throw me back in the car like I was screaming like he threw me like back in the car and again like for the second time like fucking like slammed the door on my fucking arm and yeah and then like like sped off and then like we got into like this neighborhood and he was just like completely not listening to me I was crying he's like you you think I care if I fucking die you think I care if I fucking die and uh sure enough like at the end of the road he crashed my car like he crashed into a tree oh wow Um, Yeah. And so like, and it was on my side, like the passenger side that he crashed. And so like during that time, I just fucking like got out of the car and ran to a house. And I was like ringing their doorbell, knocking on their door, like banging on their door. And Kibibi, this is like one of the moments in my life that like still gets me emotional because I just can't believe it. But the man like opened the door and I was just like bawling. And I was like, please help me. Like, please help me. And um, he was like, "I'm gonna get you help," and he closed the door. What? And yes, he closed the door, and so I just was like, "Fucking Did he decide up. to like to no. like call
0: someone." He just closed. Mm-hmm. Oh wow.
1: Yeah. No, he just closed the door, and like he and told me he was gonna get help, <laughs> and mm-hmm. so i was like what the fuck just happened like in my mind i was like oh my god like oh my god like i'm gonna fucking die and sure enough like he, um amir like comes behind me and i just like was like drop my body like i was like he can't like like i'm gonna like fight him as hard as i can at this point mm-hmm. and no like he drugged me the man had like rocks in his front yard like um you know like rock regular rocks mm-hmm. and like drug me through the rocks and was like I have two daughters because he had two daughters right at the time and I have two daughters and I'm not fucking going to jail for your dumb ass (laughs) yes and so he was dragging my ass like literally I had scratches like all down my back the next morning uh, dragging me through those rocks and then like sped home to like um his mom's house and like the whole time he's just basically like calling me a whore and you know all those names and then we get to his mom's house and I'm just like fuck it like what I'm like fuck it I ran to like his mom like to the door like to his mom's and like banged on like the front door and like she comes out and she's like looking at me and I'm like crying like I'm like mm-hmm. please help me like your son like please help me like he's crazy he's crazy and like she was uh she always- spoke Spanish and, like, I don't speak Spanish, but, like, um, she was, like, basically, like, just, like, um, (laughs) she, she, like, kind of, like, put me behind me and, like, was, like, yelling at a mirror, kind of, but, yeah, she put,
0: she took you and she put, like, herself in front of you and, yeah, like, okay,
1: yeah, like, kind of, right, and then her, like, was calling, like, his sisters because his sisters live there and, like, um, they, this was so coincidental that like his sister and I actually like went to high school together but anyway, yeah. she's but anyways and so they she like comes down and like we were gonna like get into like her car and we get into her car and it was me her and like because the mom was like take her home take her home and um like it was me her and then like the little sister in the back and then like she's like backing up and Amir like jumps on her on like on her car like so he's like fully in the back of the car and punch and punching the window and I just like hear the little sister in the back crying like uh he broke your window he broke your window and then yeah and then like so the sister stops and I was just like (laughs) I was just like no like just um well she opens the door and he actually pushed his sister like he pushed his sister and um basically, like, told me get the fuck out of the car, like, kept just saying, get the fuck out of the car to me, and so, like, I was just, like, just, like, I got out, and I was just, like, uh, like, he wants me, like, just, like, just, you know, like, basically, like, I didn't want the sister to fucking get hurt, and so he, like, drags me, like, fucking, there's, like, um this jeep, like, at his neighbors, and I just remember, like, being fucking thrown into, like, that jeep, and, like, I just, like, and, and then he hit me, um like, Fucking punched me, like hit me. Oh. And yeah. And then, like, finally, like his dad, which is like always never there to be fucking found, like, or is there and just doesn't give a fuck about what his son does, like, finally, like, came downstairs or well, came outside of the house, number one, and mm-hmm. was like screaming like a mirror. But like, as soon as like he, like, the dad was like out of the house, like screaming at him, like, the cops pulled up oh, and wow. like, yeah, and, like, shun, shun, like they did, like, the light thing, and then, like, Amir tried running, and they even, like, fucking tackled him and, like, threw him to the ground, and then, like, that was the first time, like, he got arrested for it. Wow.
0: Yeah. Um, <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Oh, my yeah. gosh. So what was going through your mind, like, when that was happening? Like, I mean, just while he was getting arrested, like, what was going through your mind?
1: that it was my fault (laughs) yeah at the time like that's all I was thinking to myself that it was my fault it was my fault it was my fault and then they put me like in the police car and like we went home and like I knocked it on the door and like my grandma just started bawling like she just saw like yeah like she started bawling and like my, I'll never forget like waking up the next morning and like my body had never in my life like been so sore I couldn't move my grandma had to bathe me the next day
0: oh my heart yeah,
1: yeah. like I I was like sore I couldn't fucking walk like my she literally has like bathed me mm-hmm. and and I it was so painful and just hard and like it was just so much and then he got out like the next day what? um <laughs> after all that yeah his his parents like posted his bond or whatever well
0: did you did you press charges at all
1: um so he okay so kind of let me just say like even if i weren't to press charges the state picks them up so oh, good good yeah and so but i mean I didn't just wait <laughs> so okay. so um you know, that was like that, that situation that happened, you know, and, and he, whatever, like he ended up like apologizing to me. And of course I took his apology and, you know, like, um, fast forward, you know, like we, my grandma passed away. um Yeah. My grandma passed away and, um you know, and, you know, it breaks my heart and, like, uh, I get emotional just thinking about it still, but I wasn't even talking to my grandma anymore. Like at the time that she died because of him, like she was so mad at me, like for still really for being with him. Like, yeah, yeah, that like, I wasn't like even like speaking to her at the time. Like she wasn't talking to me. And, um, so I was like still seeing him, whatever. And like my grandma died. And then, um, from that point forward like I told him that like oh well like let's move in together because like I just think I guess didn't want to be at the house I don't know but anyways we ended up moving in together um did things like were things
0: Uh better for at least a little bit like is that why you felt that you were comfortable enough moving in with him
1: a little bit yeah like a little bit like I thought like okay like maybe he has changed you know and um yeah, I I just thought like maybe he has changed and like so I was like okay like let me like move in with him and you know like have this happy life <laughs> and so we moved in together and oh so from there was just like a life of hell like I it was like it was just hell I got pregnant um you know I think I was pregnant a little bit after like my grandma had passed. I got pregnant a little bit after mm-hmm. and, um, well, even previous to like, just like talking about like the pregnancy thing. Like, um, I was like, I was still like, he was still like verbally abusive. Right. But like, like it wasn't like too bad, like I thought, but anyways, um, the next like couple months that we did live together, I think it was only about two months that we even <laughs> lived in the same house, two mm-hmm. months or three months um you know I I definitely because there's so many stories I I don't know if you even have the time to like go into all of them but like Mm -hmm. um all like a little like like a little bit of like the house stuff like I was like dragged like from the garage I was like like dragged back into the house from the garage I was kicked out of the house naked like fully naked um one time like his friend was there and he um he I like was like leaving like I left the house and he like threw me in the car and was like suffocating me in the back of the car oh. and like telling me like um he I, he kept telling his friend like let's go bury this bitch in the let's go bury this bitch in like the desert um uh, yeah and I was like screaming could be oh and and at that that time he actually his friend was driving and he ran me over like with the car like because I had like I was su- he was literally suffocating I thought I was gonna die and like I like opened the door like to jump out and like I did like I jumped out and he ran over my um I think it was my leg but yeah my leg he ran over he oh, ran wow. over my leg yeah and then like got out and like got me and like um this is like a good Point, though that he got me and like put me back in the car, and like, um, he was just like, Come, like, when he got me from the floor, because I couldn't move, I couldn't walk, he just I ran over my leg, yeah, and I was like, Um, crying, and, and like, I was like, I'm not going with you, I'm not going with you, and like, he was like, Just come, like, I'm not gonna hurt you, I'm not gonna hurt you, and he, like, um, you know, like carried me to the car, and we got to the house, and like, he put me in the bed, and he was like, I'm so sorry, like, I really didn't mean this for this to happen, like, I'm so, so what? sorry yeah and then I was texting like one of my aunts Tori and like I just told her like I told her what happened and he had like um he I was like deleting the messages as we were texting and I just told her like I like please don't call the cops like please don't call the cops like he has a gun in the house because like he had already like previously pointed that gun at me Mm -hmm. and um but they, she did, she called the cops and the cops came and they even had like the big freaking guns could be like at the front door. Oh, wow. And he was like, the cops are here. Like, you need to go answer the door and tell them like nothing happened, like go on, nothing happened. And so I opened the door and like, it was like nothing happened, but of course they saw me, like they saw my legs. They like, they Absolutely. saw my face. And they were like, oh, oh, and my neck was, like, so badly bruised from him, like, choking the shit out of me. Yeah. yeah, Almost suffocating me that, like, well, he was suffocating me. So. uh, And this is when you were pregnant at the time? So, I I, I don't remember. (laughs) I think at that point I was already pregnant. Okay. But um, I I think I was already pregnant at that time. Um, So, anyways, like, they had, like, you know. Yeah, I was already pregnant at that time because I even went to the hospital and was like, I need to like check if yeah. she's okay. Or I didn't know it was a she then, but if mm-hmm. the baby's okay. So, So, um, but the why I, why I wanted to like go into a little bit of detail into of that like part was because like there was an officer um, she was like, what's like an officer that's like the head person? I forget. What are they called? Like
0: a chief, like a deputy. Um, I guess
1: like a chief. Like she was like a chief, I guess. And she looked at me because I was sitting there lying my ass off, saying, like, I I I think I said I tripped. (laughs) And like, um, she like pulled me to the side and said, Do you remember me? And I was like, No, like I I don't remember you. And she told me, like, I was the (sighs) I get emotional, but (laughs) she was like I was the one that, um, arrested Amir on Thanksgiving. Like mm-hmm. I was the one that arrested him and she, she was like, and look at this. Like she told me, she's like, the next time I see you, you're going to be in a body bag. Cause he's going to oh. kill you. Wow. Yeah. And oh my gosh, like, I just, like, started bawling, like, you know, like, I started crying, and, like, she, she told me, like, her own personal story, and was, like, I was with a man that, like, beat me so badly that I had to, like, have staples, like, into my head, like, she's, like, that is where you're at, like, in your life, basically, you know, and so that's why I definitely, like, wanted to bring that up, because, like, it was, like, such, like, a, a good, like, that would have been like a point, I think a turning point for like someone, you know, it wasn't for me sadly, but like, I think that like her sharing that was like so powerful for her to do. And like, for her to like, really like remember me and pull me to the side at that time was like, Oh, wow. Like, you know, like people actually do care and like people go through the same thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so fast forward, like he did end up beating me when I was pregnant, pregnant, like I was like, well, I was pregnant, but like, I was getting like showing Mm -hmm. belly. Right. And, Mm -hmm. um, he actually like ended up kicking me in the stomach and, um, I, and just like beating the crap out of me, like banging my head against the wall. And I had, my phone didn't have service on it. Um, and so I, I had the phone like in the restroom at the time. And I was like, um, because he finally like had stopped beating the shit out of me and I went to go like take a shower and I had my phone in there and I was like I forgot that like you can call 911 even if your phone doesn't have service. Yes. And so I ended up calling 911 and he it's so crazy cuz if I were to be able to pull that call <laughs> um I was like in the shower and like talking to the operator like crying in the shower like and he Mm -hmm. was like in the room and he heard that like I was on the phone and he came in there and he was like are you on the phone like please I I'll let you leave like I'm so sorry I'll never hurt you again like he was on his knees could be crying while I was on the phone like with the police officers like crying his eyes out Mm -hmm. and I just like didn't like kept like telling him like no like no like you always say that you always say that like and then, um, well, the, the operator actually stayed on the phone with me um, and was like, I'm not going to hang up. Like, I'm going to stay on the phone with you. Help is on the way. So thank you to that operator. <laughs> but, good. <laughs> yeah. And um, he was actually even, like, trying to have sex with me, could be, like, before the officers got there, like, he was, like, trying to literally, what? like, forcefully. Yes. And so... Anyways, like he like I was like on the bed and then the doorbell rang and like my my like heart was just like so like fucking thank you like gave me out. Really,
0: yes. Yeah uh,
1: and so I went and opened the door and like just ran out to them and like they took me in the ambulance to the hospital and he um he he wouldn't open the door for them <laughs> and anyways like fast forward the police came to the hospital and talked to me i was like he's like not answering the door and like the unit i guess had already left and Mm -hmm. um, they're like we just want to want to like find out like what else like what happened basically the story and i i told them like everything that happened they wrote it down and then like um i think at that time they did ask me if i wanted to press charges
0: All right, my loves, now is the perfect time to refill your wine glasses, restock that Shikuchi board, or finally take that load of laundry out the dryer during this break. While you're doing that, we would like to take the time to show appreciation to the app Anchor for making it so easy to upload each episode to Apple and Spotify with just a couple of clicks for free. As a new podcast, it has taken immense stress off our shoulders, which allows us to do what we love most, consistently show up for you guys. Now, with that being said, let's get back to the episode.
1: I think at that time they did ask me if I wanted to press charges and I Mm -hmm. did say yes. And yeah. And then like, um, anyways, but like, that night I had, um, I told like the police officers, like, cause they still hadn't gotten him into custody. Like he was still at like the house that we had together, like mm-hmm. just living the best life. <laughs> and so I had texted him, like, I think it was either the following day or that night. I do believe it was that night though, that I had texted him and I was like, Oh, Hey, like, I'm going to go like pick up my like clothes or whatever mm-hmm. and I had like his clothes I think or something along those lines and um the police actually followed me there and okay. like when he opened the door like is when they like rushed in and like they even tasered him
0: good yeah, yeah. yeah there was... way
1: more than that
0: but wow yeah. oh my gosh
1: yeah. yeah and then they tasered him they arrest him arrested him and then um that was like the first real time that he went to jail it was like a six month period he was in jail and um I actually like I do like I guess want to bring this up that when I was pregnant um you know I still blame myself that I still thought like he was in jail because of me and I um I even like went to go speak with them to like see if they would drop the charges and stuff Mm -hmm. and they wouldn't thankfully but um they they I did like end up like sharing all my stories with them and then like I also like asked like you know it it, she like the lawyer um she was she was an amazing like um DA but she asked me like do you want um do you like do you want him to have like a chance like to like I guess get out you know and yeah um I told her, yes, like, I want him to be able to, like, be a part of my daughter's life, like, I, who, and then I had already found out that it was a girl, mm-hmm. and I was, like, who, like, what girl, like, doesn't want their dad, like, is were my thoughts, and, like, I was, like, I don't want my daughter to grow up without her father, like, because of, like, me, is what I was thinking, um,
0: and so, yeah, and, um, anyways, he... I think that's like, I, it's funny because it's like you say that and, you know, as an outsider looking into it, like, I, you were in so much emotional, like, like stress with what he was putting you through with, you know, being pregnant at the time with the years, or I guess was it a year at that point or years?
1: And that we had like been together. Yeah. Yeah, like it was like years of like yeah. it had been like I believe it was probably like 3 3 years, I believe.
0: So, someone was mentioning that like that is what's called and I could be wrong, but just like um like that's what's called trauma bonding because like mm-hmm. he put you through all that trauma and um he made him you be reliant on him in, you know, living together and like all these things. And so like you wanting for him to still have a chance to be in your life and your daughter's life and wanting him to get out, like that's you're that's basically what a victim of, of, of trauma bonding would have wanted, you know? Like that's what you went through. And I, like I said, I could be wrong in the, the, the term itself, but that's kind of like what I'm seeing. Like, do you kind of agree like oh yeah, for nice. sure. okay. yeah, for
1: sure. I do. I think that I was like so, you know, masked by like this what I thought was love. Like I truly thought that that was love. Like I thought that that was love, and like you know, I do like a, a thousand percent. Like I was reliant upon it. I was uh, mm-hmm. reliant on like just him, like being, I guess per se, mine. Like I was so mm-hmm. like mind washed at the time mm-hmm. that it it was just like or, or brainwash that it was just like yeah for sure like I totally agree with that
0: wow well what was the pivotal moment for you like when did what was the aha moment that was like no like this guy deserves everything he's gonna be getting and that he shouldn't be anywhere near my daughter like if like did you have so that,
1: that I for sure did I mean I I'm I let me go ahead um so Yeah, it was like this moment. I had just had Aria. He was Mm -hmm. already out and I was back with him and I had had Aria. She was two months and I he was like he the night before Aria wasn't like this is he had only seen Aria like twice maybe Mm -hmm. and he wasn't there when I gave birth to her. He wasn't there like any for any of that. And so he had only seen her like twice and aria was like in the back seat and he had slapped me like from the back seat like one night like and got out of the car and like left the back door open and i was like crying like because i drove off like that and like aria was in the back seat and like i realized what the fuck like the doors open so i got Mm -hmm. out and like closed the door and like was just crying to aria like i'm so sorry and then like the next day he was like let me like take you to the movies and um like, let me take you to the movies and like, make it up to you. So he had moved in with his friend at the time, or I don't even know who he was, but some guy he moved in mm-hmm. with. And so I dropped Aria off, um, with one of my family members and I went to the house and, um, you know, even brought like my bag of stuff. Cause it was like, I'm going to get ready there. And so I got there and like went up the stairs because he was like upstairs and I walked into the room and like, I just saw like this, like he had this little table in his room and like, it was like full, like freaking like wipes. Like he had been doing like Coke all night long. Like that's exactly how the table looked like. It was fucking like the whole little table was like full of just powder. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck? Like, (laughs) and then um i don't even necessarily like remember like the what's triggered the argument but i think i was just like like you're on coke like you're you're on coke and like i hated that like i like he was like not supposed to like do that if he was going to be with me but of course like yeah right but anyways like <laughs> um he um i was like like you're what do you, you're on coke like i know you're on coke okay. or whatever and that's when he just started fucking like lit like he again like I saw like the same double but like an even eviler double and like that night um could he actually beat me for three hours he oh, wow. yeah nobody was in the house and so um he yeah he beat me for three hours he um he strangled me he um made me have sex with him, he, um, he just beat the fuck out of me, he put a gun in my mouth, he also, um, I mean, this is, like, I don't, I guess, like, not embarrassing now, but, like, uh, he put, like, a gun up my ass, um, he... Oh no, Debbie. Yeah.
0: Like, my, um, my heart is breaking.
1: Yeah, he... <laughs> Sorry, I don't want to cry. No, but.
0: no, like it, and if there's ever a point where it's you know you don't want to talk about it anymore, just like let me know. Like we don't have to get into it, but like
1: oh. no, this is like important. I definitely want to like share. Like it's, I want to like get this out there for like anybody who's going through this. Like mm-hmm. he, he, I thought like for sure that night, I thought I was gonna die. I was digging my fingernails like inside of his skin because I my thought was like okay like they're gonna find some type of evidence that like oh no he yeah like if he kills me like I was like they're gonna find like some type of my DNA here like I'm fucking like my nails were even breaking off like um and then yeah and so he beat the fuck out of me for three hours basically and um at the last like portion of like, and and it was even like threatening to have like these guys come over and like have and pay him to have sex with me. Like, yeah, like literally like with a sock in my mouth and just like, just crazy shit. Like he just Mm -hmm. literally beat me continuously, like did not stop, like was banging my head on the floor, like pulling my hair, like, um, you know, um, you know he was like on top of me like strangling me just a whole bunch of crap like he he did not stop for three hours like I got the shit beat out of me for three hours and like at that end part like he again like forced me to have sex with him and after like you know that finished for him because I just remember laying there thinking I was gonna die like I'm gonna die like like I was just laying there staring at the ceiling basically and when that, like, commenced and he was done, like, he said, you can get your fucking shit and leave now, and yeah, yeah, and I, like, you don't understand, maybe I fucking, like, eh." I just, like, oh, and he broke my phone again at that time, which I was, like, super crying about, because I had all of Aria's pictures on there, which Mm -hmm. I lost, so I don't have any of Aria's pictures when she was, like, first born um and so anyways like he was like yeah like you can get the fuck out or and I just remember like my heart dropped because like and, and during that time I just remember thinking to myself like who is gonna pick my daughter up um yeah I was like who's gonna pick Ari up like that's all I can think about and he was like you can fucking get out and my heart just dropped I literally just jumped and like got my stuff and ran out the door like literally just ran out the door like I was like my um you know like just just everything I didn't even know he had broke my phone so I didn't even know how to get out of where I was because I was like in an unfamiliar area so I had even stopped and asked these neighbors like how do I get out of like this neighborhood I need to go pick up my daughter and they're like um are you okay like (laughs) "No." yeah they're they're like what's going on like do you need Mm -hmm. us to call the police And I was like no no just like please tell me how to get out of here and so, like, they explained, like, how to get out, and I just, like, got back in my car, and, like, went to go get Aria, and I remember, like, texting my cousins to please, like, bring Aria to my car, because, like, I wasn't gonna go inside, I was too tired, Mm -hmm. and, yeah, and so she brought Aria to my car, and, like, I think um, I I had met my friend, like, that night, and, like, told her, like, everything that happened, and, like, she saw my face, and, like, um, we met, like with like other family friends that night too because i i was like i don't know like what to do like i don't know mm-hmm. and they're like no like you're calling the police like you're calling like you're gonna like you're calling and and um well yeah they the cops came like they took pictures of me like everything and then um he well yeah he's serving a 30 year sentence now um
0: Oh, wow. and, and
1: yeah and, yeah and um you know like not to say that's like where the story and ended like with me and him but like I for sure like I I remember the DA telling the judge like in the trial like if you do not if you do not um basically like put him away like for good like she is gonna yeah. die as and in like,
0: as in like she's saying that to the like the judge like yeah oh wow Mm -hmm.
1: yeah and so that was the best thing I think that had like happened in my life was like him like going away and like me because not like I said like that was a definite turning point like I was like he deserves to rot in there but like Mm -hmm. of course like you get the jail calls and then like it's like okay well like maybe this is like I like my daughter still needs him but like fast forward right like um Mm -hmm. Moving on, like Aria, I think she was she, well, she was she was like two, and he had gotten that's when he gotten he got sentenced to, like the 30 years. It took two years for like that to finish, like, um, yeah. And so, anyways, he got sentenced to the 30 years, and you know, I um, I finally like realized, like, in that like time period, I guess, per se, that like my daughter like I've been doing this alone for two years like my daughter does not need this man like she's never needed him you know and that's so wild as a woman to like think like I stuck this out like so hard because like in the back of my mind I was like my daughter needs this man my daughter needs this man you know like she needs her father like Mm -hmm. and I feel like that's like such a common like mm, woman thing to think is that like your daughter like needs that like in their life like and I think if I would have realized it a lot sooner and not like you know down the line when all of this shit had happened to me like I had lost people I loved like that loved me like in mm-hmm. the in you know like like Processed I lost
0: all of Mm -hmm. yeah
1: like I lost like my grandma was like my mother to me like Mm -hmm. it was like I lost that like I lost my goodbye to her because like of like the shit and so I just think like um you know like I just I can't I can't stress it enough that like I like any like woman that like may be pregnant or like maybe like, you know, staying with someone in that situation, like, because they think that their daughter or their son may like need
0: that they don't
1: and you will be okay.
0: Oh, Debbie. Wow. I just want to hug you and just like, let you know, like you are so strong for even like a lot of people will try to fault you for going back, but you did what you felt was best at that time. And unfortunately, like those were the turn of events that took place, but you are so, so strong for for putting him away for, for pressing charges for doing all those things that you did. I mean, at the end of the day, like you created that record so that they could see the things that he was capable of doing. And I am I just you're so strong like you're so incredibly strong and no one can take that from you and your grandma was definitely with you throughout all of that and I, I hope you know that like sh- you didn't lose her she was definitely by your side you your angel watching you um because that just could have turned out way worse than what I was anticipating and yeah, I'm so glad I did not
1: Thank you, Khabib. You made me cry. Like, thank you. I, I so appreciate your words. Like, for sure. Thank you. From the bottom of my heart, of course. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, thank you. Like, um, yeah, I think that exactly what you said. Like, I mean, I could be dead right now.
0: Ugh. Well, let's go ahead. And like I said, I, I want to go ahead and take some time to what advice outside of, you know, what you've just told us, um, that you don't need that man or that person that is, um, abusing you, what advice would you give to the listeners, uh, that could be going to something similar?
1: Definitely. So I would say that most importantly to remember, you know, that you're not alone. And I think a lot of the time women feel very alone when they're going through these things. Like they feel very shut out, because they've already pushed either family or friends away, you know, and, and, you know, they probably don't even know themselves anymore, at at some points in it, you know, and I just want to, like, not stress this enough, like, to remember that you're not alone. And there are so many resources out there that you can, you know, reach out to, you know, and, and just don't, forget like your worth don't forget your worth and you know and I just like as far as like I did want to mention statistically it does take seven times for a woman to leave an abusive relationship statistically um you know like I know it it might be like six to seven but (laughs) let's just say it does take you know seven times to for a woman to leave an abusive relationship or situation and I just can't stress it enough to not give up. Don't give up. Don't give up on yourself. Don't give up on your life. And, um, you know, and if it does take you seven times, don't, you know, don't give up. Don't give up on that seventh time. Try again. You know, and I can't stress it enough um, that I just think that that's like something that's so important that you know, you end up in this cycle where it's like, you're going back and you're going and you're not, and then you're going back and then you're not. And I just can't stress that enough that I just pray and hope for anybody that might be going through the same thing to not give up on themselves. Even if it is that seventh time leap, you know, um, leap, get out of there. You're worth you. You have no idea what is to come in your life. Like I would have never imagined my life now Um, at the time. I would have never imagined like my life with this man that like I, you know, I, and I found somebody, you know, after this, all this shit show that loves me for me has never in our relationship called me, you know, a name. Like he he is an amazing man and I have a beautiful family now. And, you know, and he, and, and I always thought to myself that nobody would like love Aria, like her, her biological, you know, sperm donor would, but, mm-hmm. but she is so loved and she calls him dad. She doesn't know anybody else other than him as dad. And like, um, I just like, can't stress that enough is that there's so much more to your life than being in an abusive, you know, hurtful relationship. And there's there's a, there's a day that you'll look back and realize that like, you could have left a long time ago, but it is your story being built and paved. And so later on, and like, I'm saying, or, or I'm having like the honor to like come on here and, and talk about this with you because mm-hmm. I have such a such a strong like story for women that may be going through the same thing or men that may be experiencing like the same things in their lives. So don't give up on yourself.
0: Oh, that's incredibly beautiful. And, and I see the pictures of you and your family now and you look incredibly happy and it, it would take, someone that's visually impaired to <laughs> to, to, be, to not be able to see like literally like it you can see it just radiating and it looks like he treats you so well and you know you have a beautiful son now with with um your your new guy and I'm just so incredibly proud of you for for everything that you went through and got out of like just I'm I feel like you're saying that you're, you're um, you feel like gracious being on here, but literally, I feel like this is an honor to like have you on here. Like, I'm just so glad that you were able to live through that. Cause like I said, not a lot of people do. And, and I, I, I want to stress as well for the listeners out there that are seeking help. There is a hotline that you can call That's the National Domestic Violence Hotline. And you can also text START, and that's S-T as in TOM, A-R-T as in TOM, to 88788. And like, just know, like you said, you're not alone. Like you're never alone there are resources out there that are wanting to help there are people out there. There are people that love you and that want to see you get out of a situation like this. You are loved. Whoever's listening to this, Debbie, you are loved. You were loved throughout that whole process. And I'm glad that you were able to see it eventually.
1: Thank you, Khabibbe. Thank you so much. And yes, on that note, um, to everybody listening, thank you. If you did, you know, stick around here. Um, thank you um and yes exactly what you said you're loved you're valuable and you're sure. worth something so absolutely
0: well uh, that was such a very very deep episode and i hope that you guys were able to take from a lot of what she went through and hopefully not to the extent of you guys having to go through something similar. Hopefully you can see the red flags from what they are at the very beginning and decide to get out then and there. But thank you again for listening um, to take it from the podcast for you and me with your host, M and co-host for this episode, Debbie. And um, I look forward to, um, I guess, talking to you guys next time. Bye, guys. If you or someone close to you are experiencing any of the characteristics portrayed in this episode, please reach out to the Domestic Violence Hotline at 800-799-7233. I hope you enjoyed listening to that episode as much as we enjoyed making it. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at TakeItFrom, spelled F-R-U-M, where you can leave reviews, good or bad. We want to hear from our loves. Lastly, I'd like to thank the app Anchor for allowing us to make this all happen. The Anchor app makes it so easy to upload each episode, which is then shared to Spotify and Apple with just a couple of clicks for free. Thank you again for listening to Take It From, the podcast for you and me with your host M. and we'll see you next time.